The Teardown is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the race starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Yes, we know that NASCAR is not in season right now, but there's plenty of other things you can use game time for, such as any sports tickets you want, theater tickets, music, whatever you want. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. So download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. everybody welcome back to another episode of the teardown this is usually the post-race podcast here on the athletic but there's no races to talk about right now so we are here to talk about some off-season stuff such as the 2010s the best of the 2010s and specifically the playoff format that existed in that decade that just wrapped up for nascar there were three sort of different playoff formats that happened during this decade And we're going to go through them and talk about what worked, what didn't, and what are our favorite ones. And Jordan Bianchi and I just sat down in Homestead when we were there in person. We didn't want to have to do this remotely. So we had a chance to sit down and talk about this on Championship Weekend when it was fresh on our minds. Here's our conversation about the best playoff systems of the 2010s. Jordan, um, this was an interesting decade for NASCAR because there was three different playoff systems essentially mm-hmm. i mean you could really say two very different but one um tweak that had a significant change that almost made it a third different playoff system but we'll get into that and i think we should we should start first of all by talking about how it all changed and i think that we were both agreement in agreement when we sat down that the 2011 championship where tony stewart and carl edwards ended up tying um, and, and Tony Stewart wins it on a tiebreaker with most wins. I feel like that changed a lot of things in NASCAR. Is that your opinion as well? hundred percent. You look at it and it was Tony Stewart who had a really an average at best regular season coming into the playoffs and elevating his game to a, such a higher level. He wins five races and it was like, he had to win those races and he wins other than anything else than a win was not going to get him to that championship. And that gave nascar executives an idea of hey wait a second we've got these two guys going out there and they're basically trading blows every week and we've got one guy who is pushing himself to this higher level and winning races and all of a sudden we've got a championship race that's going to come down to the last race of the season and we're going to have some serious drama here where it's going to have to be whoever wins this race essentially is going to win the championship that's how it came it came out and tony stewart wins on a tiebreaker and everything that they saw from that race and from that playoff experience was like, how do we get this every single year? How can we manufacture this drama where we have this kind of thing happen? We don't have to worry about everything coming together, these circumstances. We know it's going to happen regardless. That was kind of the brainchild, the impetus for the playoff system that we're going to talk about here. Yeah, so then, I mean, following that 2011 season, you have a, a fairly exciting championship with Brad Kozlowski um he had to you know there was some times even in that that final race where um had things gone a little bit differently Jimmy Johnson would have uh beaten Brad Kozlowski if the pit strategy turned out differently um I'm pretty sure like 
and a caution come out or something. Kozlowski would have been screwed. And then um, 2013, did something happen that was like especially boring? It was Johnson just won it, yeah. just kind of going away. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, it went into the last race of the season where Matt Kenseth mathematically had a shot to win the championship, but something really haywire was going to have to go wrong for Jimmy Johnson. And that was kind of the same thing in 2012, too. It was like Keselowski had a good points lead. And things were going wrong for him in the race, but he didn't even more things to go wrong for him to lose that championship. So you have this amazing uh, playoff finish in 2011, right. epic, which I think we both agree is one of the best of all time. And then they're followed by two okay times or some good moments, but you didn't have that that high level drama. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, what can we do? And that's what we, where we are. Yeah. So then in December of 2013, Brian France calls um, his NASCAR team together. And says, "All right, guys, this is what we're going to be doing." I mean, when when I've gone back and and researched the history of this format and did a big story for USA Today back in the day, um, I was told that they got a call shortly before Christmas and was like, "Brian Francis, like, this is what we're going to be doing. Figure out a way to make it happen." Um, and so from that point on, all sorts of elimination scenarios got thrown out, and, and what can we do, and how can we make this fair enough? And so you go into 2014, and suddenly. The playoff format has changed from 10 races mm-hmm. where it's just, you know, yeah, you reset the points after um, the first 26 races, but then it's, you still have a very long time to determine sort of like the true champion. But Brian France, as we know, wanted those game seven I was moments. Just say, that, that became the, 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 the saying, the slogan, game seven moments. And I don't think NASCAR's ever going to get past that with, with the formats they have now because that's what they're trying to manufacture is these game seven moments. And so, you know, the, they they go to the elimination format with the rounds and the eliminations and um, had to expand it to, to 16 yep. to do that because before it was 12 up to that point mm-hmm. still with a couple of wild cards. Um, and, you know, it was uh, – I was so, so, so opposed to it at first. Um, and, and even, you know, because the idea of the one-race playoff and even in that first year of 14 when Ryan Newman could have gone and won it. Um, and – you know, I think those, you know, those, those, what was it, three years before they changed it to playoff points? Yeah, three years, 14, 15, 16. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at that and it was just, uh, the way that they, they yeah. went through that. I, I don't, yeah, it, it, it actually did create some big controversy sure. because it was so wide open to reset after every round completely fresh. And what you did, no matter your, what your season, right? Yeah, I was going to say, and what you did during the regular season had no impact. Like you could have a great regular season, but frankly, it didn't matter because when the next round started in a playoff, you're all on equal footing, which basically throws out the regular season. Yeah, I mean, for more recent NASCAR fans, I mean, there you have to remember there was no playoff points, no regular season champion. There was nothing. I mean, you went in straight up, yeah. all completely reset. And then each round, didn't matter what you did, reset. So... That was, I think that was a lot harder in some ways to justify as like the champion because you're, you're, I mean, I don't think that they got a truly random champion. The Jimmy Johnson in 16 thing was hard to swallow, I think, because he was the fourth best car. Yeah. I don't know that he would have, I had, I would have to look back, but would he, have he made it if he didn't? He won like, in Martinsville to clinch a spot at Homestead, uh-huh. and so he won. So that's how he got into the final four. Right. And then he needed some stuff at Homestead. He did not have the fastest car that day, but he put himself in position. So well, when Carl Edwards and Joey Logano <laughs> got wrecked out, yeah. and then Kyle got Kyle Busch, I think, got a piece of that, and his car handling went away. And uh, he had a bad restart. Yeah, on that last restart. So yeah, it was. 
I don't have a problem with the Johnson as much as some people do. I, I like it, the fact that he won at Charlotte in round two to give him a spot, automatic advancements, round three. And then he goes to Martinsville, and he beat those Gibbs drivers straight up. And it was a great win, and it won his best track. And I thought, like, as soon as he won that race, it was like, okay, now he's going to Homestead. And you give Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson a shot at the championship in a one-race format. Um, I, I like their chances. Yeah. Well, so – Ultimately, you know, they change it in 17, mm-hmm. I believe, to bring in playoff points. And I really think that, that really bounced it out a lot better um, to the point where I think that this is, out of the three, the best one they have, the best blend. Because ultimately, like with this year's championship, you saw the best four guys of the mm-hmm. season make it to the finals. And I think that's what you just want. You know, if, if there's going to be... You know, there wasn't a truly dominant driver this year to where you look back and say, well, this guy deserved it. And if he didn't win, he was going to get robbed. So that, that could change things. But you you just don't want to feel like there's a random fluke winner. And I think, you know, sort of the Matt Crafton example this year with, with the truck series, you people kind of felt uneasy about it. But I think that this is the best format in this in 2019 where people's attention spans are short. Now you're you know, you, you're used to sort of that drama. Mm-hmm. You're used to being spoiled with game seven moments. And if you ever went back to a 10 race playoff, or if you ever went back to a season long format, no chance, I just don't think it would fly. I think there's a lot of people who are nostalgic for it, but I don't think it would fly today. They would have a champion that was decided with five races to go. Like we've seen there you are know, three, four races to go, whatever. And they would lose their minds and social media, NASCAR, Twitter would shut down and implode and it wouldn't be good. And people would realize, well, wait a second, we used to have these drama, you know, races in the playoffs and guys going out and having to do these miraculous things and, and win races and to save their seasons, and they were doing it with their backs against the wall like we saw Denny Hamlin at Phoenix, we, we don't have that anymore. <laughs> but I, I will say this, though. I mean, you covered the World of Outlaws finale. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, you saw after 72 races, it came down to the final race, sure. and that was really thrilling and exciting. And, and, you know, this year going into Homestead, if you had looked at the point, you know, I, I know you're already saying it, but just hear me out. If you had looked at the non-playoff standings, you know, the season overall going into Homestead this year, Joey Logano would have been the points leader by only six over Kevin Harvick, 13 over Kyle Busch, 29 over Truex, 31 over Hamlin. So you would have had five drivers mathematically eligible. And, you know, I, I know people dismiss this, but I was even talking to a driver about this, and... They were saying that, yeah, before you could dismiss it a lot easier and it was apples and oranges because they would have raced differently and all that stuff. But but with stage points now, stage points really make a difference that where you were running was essentially reflective. You know, it, it if even if you were, you know, you had a bad day, it makes up for it. I think I don't think that's too far off of where you would have had a season long points battle. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. The reason that 2011 was so special was yeah. because it was organic and natural in some ways, right? I agree, I agree 100%. Yeah, and you're right. You make the World of All comparison with Brad Sweet and, and Donnie Schatz, and that was the first time, though, that all of us have had a points race going down to that that scenario since 2013. So, But it made it memorable and special. It did make it memorable and special. Um, the question is, is that the way to build an audience and get people to capture you know, eyeballs and stuff? I don't know if it is. I hear what you're saying about the revised point standings. There's some truth in it. I will concede that. 
but the guys who win races and know they're playoff bound, they will tell you they change strategies during the season. They cha- they sometimes they chase wins because they can be more aggressive with their strategy and they'll do they'll take chances that they maybe otherwise wouldn't and that will sometimes get them good finishes and sometimes it gets them bad finishes. I just there are so many variables involved throughout the course of the regular season. If you take out the, the, the playoff system the way we have it now, I just have a hard time going back and saying, oh, this is look at the standings and how this is going to be because everything changes. I agree to a point where you know maybe you could say give or take even 20, 30, 50 sure. points. But when you have five guys within sure. that range, you're not. Ta- I'm not talking about 200 points here. No, I know. I, I mean, it, it would be tight. I think you definitely have a points battle, and I think it would be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I just think I, I like the way it is now, and you you touched on this. We've heard Kyle Busch say this. I like how it is now because I think it combines NASCAR, the two best systems NASCAR's had, which is you're rewarding regular season excellence, and come the playoffs, you're still getting that drama. You're still getting those moments, and you have a, a, a format set up where if you were great during the regular season, you, you get a little bit of a cushion, and you deservedly so. And you also have guys who, if they find something and can elevate their game, they can go out and win races and punch their ticket to the next round. I, I like it. I think it's a great system they have now, and I would not tweak it except for one thing. I would not have 16 drivers. Well, yeah, we can touch on that. But uh, just continuing to play devil's advocate, because I do like – I do think the system is the best fit. I don't know if I like it the best, but I think it's the best fit now for NASCAR. And I think if they change it, it would be a mistake just because I, first of all, I want consistency in in a format, but I do think though, like, you know, when we're talking about this decade and looking back Mm -hmm. and for, for us to immediately say 2000 was 2011 was the most special and that can never be top. And I don't, how could you ever have a, a situation even where, you top that with a one race playoff even like with with this elimination format i'm just thinking could you ever even have a scenario or a playoffs as a whole where you go that was so uniquely special i just think that by by manufacturing it or by setting it up sure. to be that way you know it can't be it no can't i mean be if you, it's like, like if you eat cake every single day you're gonna get sick of cake and it's no longer special if you have cake once a year it feels special that's kind of the same thing and i and i get that I just think in, I think in this era, the way things are now, I think you have to have a system like this. It, it's very hard to replicate. And I think for me, what made 2011 stand out as we, we talk about this decade is not only was it great and the drama was there and it was organic and, and everything, but it was the impact that that race had and, and that playoff had and really the far reaching um, implication long term and it still resonates today and what we're seeing because people still talk about it and that is still the goal is to have that 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 kind of championship drama and I think that to me is why just beyond what just happened on the racetrack is what happened in the boardroom uh, of what that race meant and that playoff meant but in the same sense from 2014 on in this decade once the elimination format came didn't that weaken the regular season in some ways i mean the the argument could be made that they strengthened it that, that it was weakened in 14 mm-hmm. uh 15 16 and then they strengthened it again by putting playoff points back in and saying okay this matters for the playoffs but essentially once a driver clinches to win his way in to the playoffs and then you know you you know he's good for you know he's in the playoffs yep. so there's no more playoff drama who's going to make it is a big name going to miss you know th- that whole thing where it was all based on points back in the day yep. um to make the chase, you know, the, the 10 best guys on points, period, yeah. right? There was no automatic no. wins at all. So, you know, that that part of it 
and, and that's what fans were used to as far as like, well, I'm going to tune into Michigan in the summer because this matters. Yeah. This matters for the championship. Even now, even back in June, even back in August, whatever. Yeah. Now you could say, well, you fans, go ahead. and it's, it's okay if you check back in with us in the playoffs. And then once the playoffs start, they're up against the NFL. Yeah, it's tough. And I will say, I think the, the playoff system from 14 through 16, I would agree with that 100%. The regular season just became, it didn't matter. Like, you weren't, once you won a race and you were in the playoffs. It literally it, it, didn't it, matter. It there was nothing you could do. And I think they have done a great job of coming up with a system with the playoff points now. And I did a piece on The Athletic where I talked to a bunch of crew chiefs, and they say, we can no longer throw away races during the regular season. Those are no longer test races for us once we know when we're in the playoffs because we're racing for things. State, we're racing for playoff points and bonus points and regular season championship points where that could help us come the postseason and that's valuable and we saw it with Kyle Busch and the fact that he won the regular season this year helped him a lot in the playoffs and I think the way we have it now is the balance the best of both worlds from those three years from 14 15 and 16 you saw guys like Martin Trex Jr. in 16 dominate the regular season win a bunch of races well guess what happens blows an engine at Teledeg and he's out of the playoffs that that's a hard pill to swallow yeah so it sounds like if we're going to come to a consensus here and look back on this decade as a whole and the various systems, we would rank um, the current format as the best. We, we give that the edge over the um, 10 race format. Mm-hmm. And then last is yeah. the current format minus playoff points. Yes. That one did not. That one is not a true. I mean, it, it turned out they avoided, they dodged some bullets. Because if, if Ryan Newman, again, had won in 14. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that, I would, I've always curious that reaction to that would have been, he more than likely would have won the race. I get that. But the fact that he was in the final four at all, right. it just underscores the fact that this really, it was kind of random. It felt random. And I will yeah. say that the champions from that year are more than deserving. Harvick won in 14. He's one of the best drivers all season. Back against the wall. He came through with some of those big moments that we talked about. Uh, Kyle Busch in 15 Kyle, after his injury. Yeah, that, and that was a great story during the regular season and then in the playoffs and everything. Some and, people still yeah, I, don't like that, though. I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but things change. And if you're going to protect these guys and and say, you know what, hey, you're not healthy enough to drive. We need you to sit out. This isn't Richard Petty driving with a broken neck. You can't have that anymore. And if you're going to make it okay for these guys to say, hey, you know what, I'm not healthy. I need to sit out. You can't just all of a sudden say, oh, by the way, your championships are screwed. That's just not that, – that can't happen. Um, and Jimmy in 16, I, I, I think he was still deserving. He went out and won in the playoffs, and he beat the guys he needed, to, the, the top guys. And I, I think that, to me, so NASCAR got lucky. Like you said, dodged some bullets, and they had three deserving champions those years. But you look at some of those guys who maybe had seasons that were really good, Keselowski in 14, Truex in 16 come to mind, Logano in 15. Um, you you would have been interesting to see with, the, with their regular season how it impacted the playoffs if we the, under the current system. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Well, um, that is our 2010s decade in review with a little bit of a focus on the playoff format. So hope you, hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, again, my name is Jeff Gluck and uh, I was along with Jordan Bianchi. And we will talk to you on the next episode of our podcast.